What's going on, everybody? If you've just tuned in, we got about five minutes until we start this sucker. So uh, hang on to your huggies. Maybe grab a beer. Uh, if you're not a beer drinker, I'm sure you you know you can snag up a mimosa and just dig in. Uh, we'll be starting in about five minutes. In the meantime, I'm gonna sit here and sip on my Coors Light, go over my uh, structure for the show, and then we'll be back shortly. But just stay on the side, baby. I look forward to all this. Again, guys, if you're just tuning in, I am here uh, just five more minutes, or I'm sorry, three more minutes until we're actually live, so hang in there. Like I told everyone before, grab yourself a, a brewski or some kind of other alcoholic beverage, kick back, and get ready to ask me some questions. Hmm. It's supposed to be like a... Jesus, this is a goddamn mess. I know you can't, Ben, so you don't get to. Just grab yourself a soda. Dude, this is going to be freaking... Hmm. 
Okay, and three, two, one. Looks like we're about to go live, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. All right, all right. What is up, Print Fam? If you're new, my name is Cam. Welcome to the Print Life Live, where I'm going to talk about news, business, and then at the end of all that, I'm going to answer your screen printing questions, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, let's get started. But before I do all that, I just want to ask you guys how your week has been going. Uh, let me know in the chat box. And while I'm waiting for those answers to come in, I'll tell you how my, me how my week went. Uh, let's see. We, well, the major I haven't been doing much vlogging lately because I've been trying to set up this whole live screen printing uh feed thing i don't know what you call it or i mean the live video thing so while i've been trying to set that up i've also been dealing with some website shit so but with all of that kind of stuff going on uh, i've been pretty busy and now i feel like i have a nice structure to this whole live video thing so it should work but i've still got to practice actually going live because there's a bunch of different topics i want to cover and stuff that i want to go over i'm just not sure how well it's going to work but we'll see Anyway, let's see what you guys have said. I'm thinking about using him for my streetwear startup. You should. Foodie for friends. Definitely use us for your streetwear startup. We're here for you. Um, let's see. Hopefully our stream is coming through good. Is everybody seeing me okay? Is it streaming without a whole lot of buffering? I've got plenty. Heck yeah, man. Jimmy Hobson. Anyway, um, while I'm waiting for your guys uh, to tell me how your week was going, I'm going to get started on this with a, a couple of different things I want to do, but we're going to start today off with my quote of the day. And here's the quote. When something is important enough, you do it, even if the odds are not in your favor. And this is by the infamous Elon Musk. So what I want to do, give you a quote, just like I did, and then I want to talk a little bit about it and maybe interpret it. Uh, I'm going to read it one more time. When, I'm going to feed it back to you. When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. And what does this mean? Here's the way that I see it. If, if you're delusional enough to go out into the world and g give any kind of a attempt to starting a business or a band or to be an artist or any of these kind of things, then you are stepping into an arena where the odds are stacked against you in every way, shape or form. With that in mind, you still have such a strong delusion in your head that you think you might actually be the exception to the rule. This also means that you have a huge passion for what you're doing which will push you through that barrier when uh, it just looks like nothing's working out. And I think that really passion and persistence and delusions are what get you to that next stage or will get you through the, uh, the odds when they're so clearly stacked against you. I think that made sense. Hopefully, if not, you guys tell me what your interpretation of that quote is. I'll read it one more time before we're done with it. When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Oh, and I made, I made show notes just so that I stay on track. Which seem to be working pretty good so far. All right, next thing on the agenda. 
It is time for the news, where I talk about whatever kind of news I want to talk about. Just so happens that today is going to be mainly focused on screen printing news. So, well, before I get into that, let me uh, take a look at what's going on over here. Got plenty. Two Ill Clothing, what's up my friend? I'm glad to see you in here. Been swamped with work. Uh, your live video feed looks... Dude, thank you man. I've been working on it for like the last two weeks to get it looking good. Uh, everybody else, make sure your comments keep coming through. Uh, but yeah, but everybody stay tuned. So, I did want to let you know that I will be getting to the Q&A at the end of this. So if you're just tuning in, we're doing a Q&A at the end. But before that, I'm covering news, talking about business, and then we'll get into it. So anyway, it's news time. Uh, first thing on the list is about Mr. Ryan Moore. And if you're in the screen printing industry, you definitely know who he is. If you're not, I'll tell you what he is. He's the owner of Ryanet, who is quickly becoming the major uh, supplier of screen printing supplies. Uh, well, this man has, uh, before I get into it any further, I'm not affiliated by them. My channel isn't big enough, so I'm not paid in any way, shape, or form by them. It's just news, so I'm sharing it with you guys, partially just for content and because I think it's interesting. Anyway, he's released a new book on the business of screen printing. Again, this is on the business of screen printing. This, The majority or pretty much every book that I've seen released on screen printing thus far is about starting a shop, how to screen print well, you know, all that kind of stuff. This book is on the business side of it. And in my personal opinion, this is what the industry has been needing for a long time. So I will be buying the book. Excuse me. <sighs> and I would recommend that if any of you are interested in getting into screen printing, you buy the book as well. Again, I don't get no cash off it. I wish I did. But if they ever offer me money to sling their shit, I'll let you guys know when I'm slanging it. Cool? Uh, anyway, I would check the book out. It looks cool. Um, I was going to... Yeah, just just Google uh, Ryan Moore's the, the Business of Screen Printing. You'll find it. It's in there. Okay, the second thing I want to talk about is... Uh, and this kind of correlates with Ryanet. And it's just something I've been noticing. And I think that they're poised to... Ultimately, I think Ryanet is poised to kind of take over the, the supplier industry. It's clear over the last five years they've been doing a hard push to get into that and to really just take over. And I'm sure, you know, they're probably struggling with it now, but over the course of the next five years, they will, in my opinion, be the like the premier print supplier nationwide. I mean, they're really going for it. And I bring this up for something I'm going to talk about later, but just keep that in mind for now. And then the final thing on the news is Gildan. And you guys are all familiar with Gildan. If you're not, they're one of the main blank suppliers or manufacturers of blank garments in the world. Uh, they just acquired American Apparel. It's a big company. Anyway, their director, Patrick Frisk, uh, was named president and CEO of Under Armour. I'm sorry, COO of Under Armour. So Patrick Frisk has left Gildan and he's moved on to Under Armour to be their COO, which is their chief, uh, I don't know, operations officer. So it's a big move for him. Congratulations to Patrick. I'm sure none of you guys care, but it's news, so I put it in there. <sighs> anyway, that is it for the news. Oh, shit, sorry, wrong feed. Now that the news is over, I just want to briefly uh, cover and talk about a business topic. But before we do that, let me check out the comments. Ryanette on screen screen. Haha. <laughs> yeah. 
I would read because we're living the print life. I know, dude. That's a good quote. Kind of like the crazy ones are the ones that make the change or something. I like that. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, too ill, definitely. They, I mean, they are owning it. And I, I, you know, I have a prediction. I'm actually going to talk about it right now. There's shits. Something's happening with it. Anyway, Ben, business is good. Ben Fall is my nephew. He's asking how business is, and it is doing good, my friend. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Okay, so with the release of the Ryanette book, I just want to really quickly discuss the topic of screen printing as a business, and more importantly, why it's such a great business to get started in, but on the flip side of that, why it's also a dog shit, terrible business. And, and there are, you know, it's got some downfalls. So first, because I'm a cup half full kind of guy, let's talk about the positives. First thing, and, and this is really the main reason why screen printing is such a great uh, first time business owners startup thing is because the cost of entry is super cheap. You know, uh, you can technically get started for a couple grand, you know, but the investment can go up and it's scalable, but it's cheap to get into it. The second thing is that overall local business is pretty easy to acquire. So you can start your shop, you can start your website, and you can start getting local clients pretty quickly, pretty easily. It's a bone, it's a benefit, right? Like, so you can get into business right away. Uh, also, another big deal is that the market is fairly large. I mean, I think it's an $8 billion a year industry, eight bill, eight billion. So there's more than enough to go around. And with that in mind, there isn't a single screen printer yet that has stepped up and tried to like, you know, like monopolize the industry, uh, which is, which leaves room for the little guys to get in and kind of carve out their, their piece of that market share. However, I do predict that once Ryan, I could be totally wrong. This is just a prediction, but I wager that once Ryan it or screenprinting.com gets their supply game all tightened up and they're, and they have enough leverage in that in industry or in that arena, they may just start shooting to be like actual contract printers. And one of the biggest and their reach is already so big. They could probably do it pretty easily. It's just a prediction. I'm not saying they will anyway. So those are some of the positives with a little negative at the end of it. Not a negative, just a prediction. Now for the bad. Uh, biggest one is that most people, this is the biggest one, this is the thing. The majority of people that enter into this industry don't know jack shit about running a business. Myself included. I, I, I'm learning as I go. Uh, and, that, and I think that that really is just a downfall of the industry because it's so easy to enter into. Uh, you get a lot of amateurs that don't know what they're doing in terms of running a business. They may be incredible printers, but business and, and being a printer are very different things. Uh, the second thing is that, like any business, it's super hard to scale and gain like a big chunk of the market share. It's one thing to get a few of your local clients, but to actually gain market share is very difficult. And again, it requires business understanding and business tactics that the majority of us just don't know. Uh, which is kind of leads into the final thing, which is the fact that you need business skills. You need a business understanding, a tactical understanding of business to grow out of your garage. Uh, and the majority of people that start just don't have that. Again, I fall into that category. I'm learning as I go. Maybe we'll all figure it out one day. Maybe we won't. But, you know, those are just some of the bad things. So in closing, I'm going to read off my closing list here. In closing... 
It can be an easy and exciting small business, but the second you step into the major leagues are when things start to get interesting. So here's the question to you. Are you up to the challenge? Because I know that I am. Anyway, that's a wrap on the business topic. This was fun. Now I'm going to go to the chat and see what you guys are saying. Looking good, brother. Thanks for doing what you do. That's a getaway moto. You're welcome, my friend. Ben Fall, how's business? Good, good, good. Colby, I like the Q&A. It's for the end. But as a business owner, would it be better as a streetwear brand to print your own clothing? From Colby. Dude, that is the ultimate question. I'll tell you I'll tell you a story real quick. I guess we're kind of getting into the Q&A. Actually, I'm going to save that for the q and I'll read it in a second. Anyway, that is going to be a wrap on the business topic. So thank you guys for tuning in to that. It is officially time for the Q&A. Okay, now I'm actually going to settle down and uh, dive into the Q&A. I was trying to hurry through that because it was kind of scripted. So... Before I get into the Q&A, how did it go? Did I do a good job? What do you guys think about the quote of the day, the uh, the news, and then the the business topic of the day? How do you feel about that? You think that was a that's a it's a good format for this? Let me know in the chat. In the meantime, while I'm waiting for that to come through, I am going to start this business Q&A, and I'm going to scroll to the beginning to make sure I don't miss anything. By the way, for anyone who's just tuning in, thank you. Uh, for checking out my live feed on The Print Life where we talk about the news, we talk about business, and at the end I answer your screen printing questions. Uh, anyway, we are officially on to the Q&A segment, so start feeding me your questions in the chat. Uh, where are we at here? Sounds good. It's a good quote. Kind of like crazy ones. Two, yeah, I've already done it again. All right. Okay, so I'm going to start off here with Colby. That's C-O underscore L-B-Y. Shout out to Colby or Co-L-B-Y. I don't know how you say it. Um, I know the Q&A is for the end, but as a business owner, would it be better as a streetwear brand to print your own clothing? Okay, now I do want to dive into this because I think it's it's important. And there, I think there's a positive and a negative to to either way that you go about it. So the good side of it is that you're also teaching yourself a skill and a trade. So if you're open to the idea of being your own printer or being, you know, doing something outside of the clothing industry, then I think it's a great idea to start buying your own equipment and try to print yourself. Now there is something you need to understand about screen printing. The, the learning curve is freaking huge, man. It's going to take you a long time to get the hang of it and get to a place where the quality is at a level that you're comfortable trying to sell it. And I speak from experience on this because when I started, I was Monument Limited started out as a brand. I wanted it to be a clothing brand. And as time went on, I came to realize that I'm, or, I'm sorry, let me back that up. I started thinking that it would be a better idea to invest in my own printing equipment so that I could save money and have bigger margins. Well, at the end of the day, my investment both in time and money was so much higher that it really only it made sense to completely ditch the clothing line and get into the printing industry because I had I had invested so much time and energy and brain power in the print game. So I don't know if I made sense there. I have a tendency to babble, so stay with me. If you are dead set on starting a clothing business and you have no interest in the print game and running a print business. Do not 
start printing yourself. The money that you spend learning the game and learning the business would be much better spent on your website, on your marketing plan, on more inventory, on models, on photo shoots. There's a thousand things that you could spend that money on better. If you're going to start a clothing line, uh, first step is get your designs on point, get your website set up, and then just start marketing the crap out of it, man. You aren't If you're going to really start a clothing line, you don't have time to print it. You don't. You just don't. Now your focus is going to be pulled in two different directions, and you won't do good at either one. So that's my opinion, and uh, you know that ain't gospel. If you feel differently about it, by all means, step in, man, because it is a fun industry. I'll say that. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, two wheel. The bad one for me equals it's hot as shit. Yeah, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. It's hot here too, dude. I think we hit 119 degrees just last week. I don't know what it was today, but I'm sure it was in the 110s. So it was rough. I started printing my own stuff. Okay, so this is from Foodie for or Foodie Friends again. I started printing my own stuff at home, and OMG, it's a lot of work without the proper setup. That's exactly the point, which is kind of what I was saying earlier. It's just there's there's so much investment and equipment and time to do it right and to produce a product that you're proud of. Like you want a product that you're actually like, oh, this is dope. Here you go, customer. And when you're learning it in the beginning for a very long time, you're not going to feel that way about your prints. So keep that in mind. Uh, Jason Hatfield, all legit to me. Was interesting and quick. I like it. Went amazing, but could have been dragged out longer. Okay. Yeah, man. Oh, you mean for the... Okay. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. I was just kind of trying to hustle through it, mainly because I didn't want to babble. And if I focus on one topic too much, I might get stuck. So, But yes, if you're into it, I'll keep doing it that way. Too ill. Yeah, man. It's a good format. Keep on doing these feeds. I will, man. I promise. Gabriel Lopez. Hey, week two. LOL. Yeah, what's up, Gabriel? Welcome back. See the new layout? You probably missed the beginning part, dude, but I got all these really cool. I'm just going to run through them real quick. Like, check it out. You can go up, and we got the news, and we got business topics, and then we got Q&As, which is where we're at right now. Anyway. Two Wheel Q&A. How long have you been printing? Okay, so this is from Two Wheel Clothing. Q&A. How long have you been printing? How long did it take for you to start getting help with printing and taking it to a shop? Uh, with help with printing and taking it to a shop. Okay, so I think I understand the question, the second part of the question. Uh, I've been printing or in the printing industry for 10 years. Professionally in the shop, uh, five years, maybe six now, dude. I'm terrible with time, but I've been in here for a little while. Um, and how long did it take? And I, like the second I actually decided to become a screen printer, I opened a shop. Uh, it wasn't this location, it was a different one, but almost instantly I had a shop. The reason I rented it was so that I would have a place to uh, start putting all my equipment into it. And the way that I was able to make it work so well is that I rented the shop and then I, as soon as the lease expired on my apartment, I moved my happy ass into that shop to keep my costs as low as possible. So all of this has just been built on a frugal minimalist lifestyle. And I know it doesn't look like I'm a minimalist because I got shit all over the office and in the shop, but, but the way I live is 
minimalist. And it's, it's very utilitarian by nature, which is how I've been able to do what I do with no uh, investors or anything like that. Just probably a lot like you, because I've seen your setup. You and I are very similar. Anyway, thanks for the question, Two Wheel Clothing. Uh, you guys go check him out. He also has a really cool YouTube channel, and he prints some of the dopest graphics I've seen. So check out Two Wheel Clothing. Uh, get away moto. Solid advice. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, totally agree. It is very important to realize there is more to running a business than pulling squeegees. Overhead, taxes, licenses, inventory control. There's a lot on the back end. It's true, man. And not, not only all of that shit, like that's, that's like, you know, base business stuff. What about like scalability and like when, like how to acquire share, like a market, right? Like how to, to expand your market. And then like, there's all these really crazy technical things that I've heard thrown around the business world all the time. Like, um, well, like, or when the, when, so like when you're looking at your financial statements and trying to determine if you can, uh, if you can finance a piece of equipment and then if you can write it off and all that kind of shit. And then when the right time is to maybe start looking for investors in your business, if you want to go that route, bunch of shit that I don't understand, but I'm starting to look into it and trying to figure it out as I go. But yeah, there's just so much, dude. It's crazy. Getaway Moto. What was your biggest oh shit moment? How did you get past it? My biggest oh shit moment was in credit card processing. So we, before I built the new website, I was utilizing Inksoft. And you got, I'm sure a lot of you are aware of it. Well, our payments at the time, we didn't have all of the necessary uh, authentication. So somebody had actually stolen a credit card and placed well over $10,000-ish in, um, in fraudulent charges. Uh, we didn't know it at the time. We did the print. We sent all the shit out. They put another order in, and that's what ended up equating to like $10,000 in, in total shit because normally we would have verified it. It was a bunch of small orders. Anyway, we do all the jobs. Six months later, we get hit up from the card processing company. It's called Pay Junction. Uh, we get a letter saying that uh, the funds have been seized, that, that the purchases were made on a stolen credit card. And at the end of the day, during all the bullshit back and forth, we were responsible uh, for paying that stuff back. So we lost all the production. We lost all of the cash that we – or the, I lost all my labor, and then I lost the cost on all those garments. $10,000 in invoices. It sucked ass, dude. Uh, I almost lost it. And then there's another one, which is the most current one, which is this godforsaken website that I decided to build. Uh, I took the cheapest quote early on, and then that – transitioned into a whole other problem where the developer just he underbid it so much that he kind of ninja vanished on me and then I had to find other people and then because he did such a piss poor job on the original website it's a whole thing dude but the website was the second oh shit moment it's it has been a nightmare since day one. Third one actually was our first live screen printing event we ever did because you're dealing with that's like big corporations you're building you're dealing with with uh, just big like money people and like and so i was just terrified because i'd never dealt with that kind of thing before and here i am like this fucking this 30 year old i don't know how old i was at the time kid like just chalking it up with big wigs it was crazy so i've had three big oh shits anyway thanks for the question getaway moto you guys check them out on youtube uh Colby again, definitely good advice. Thanks, man. Gabriel, where is your dark room? Our dark room, this, this video is flipped. Our dark room is that way. But technically, dude, like this thing is mirrored, so it's that way, technically. I don't know. 
Anyway, it's in the back. Gotta have a dark room. Dark room. Jason, welcome back to the feed. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, we're already on to the Q&A, so you missed the whole earlier part. So tune in after the live feed, and you'll get you'll be able to see my new format, which is pretty cool. I, I like it, and everybody else seems to like it too. So that's cool. Uh, 22 of you are officially in the room. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, this feed is going to be an interesting live feed. We're going to cover news. We're going to talk about business. And then finally, we're going to answer your screen printing questions. But I'm going to talk about all kinds of random stuff. It just so happens that today is pretty much centered around screen printing. But thank you guys for tuning in. And we are on the Q&A segment now. So throw me your questions. I'll be happy to answer them. I'll, I'll go as long as we can. I'll go until 7 if you guys are up to it. Um, let's What's up, Two Wheel? Yeah, Jason says, what's up, Two Wheel? Yeah, man. Yeah, Two Wheel's been going for a while. He's, he's official, man. All right, let's get on here. Luis A. Perez. My wife and I are considering investing and in open a screen printing shop here in our city. Any specific brand of screen printing press uh, that you might recommend? Thanks for the help. They're all good. They all have their... First off, thank you for the question. I appreciate it, Luis. A. Perez. Everyone check him out on YouTube. Uh, they're all they're all good, man. Any press you get is going to do just fine. I think the most important thing with a manual press is that it has thick enough arms that, that it has... You want the press that has the thickest arms to prevent pallet deflection. If you don't know what pallet deflection is, and this is for all of you, here's your screen, here's your pallet arm right here, okay? When you put pressure... If you can hear me, when you put pressure on the screen, the pallet arm will deflect, which actually does this thing where it shifts the image. So the thicker and stronger that your pallet arm is, when you put pressure on the squeegee, the less deflection you get. I hope that makes sense. So that's what you want to look for in your manual press. Um, the Anatol, I think it's the Lightning is the, the heavier dutier one. The more expensive one is awesome. Uh, the MNR Chameleon is good. The Sidewinder is so-so, but there is a little bit of pallet deflection. And then the uh, Cruiser has a ton of pallet deflection. So you can print light stuff, but if you're doing any heavy-handed squeegee pulling, the Cruiser will start throwing shit out of registration. Um, what else? What's another good one? Uh, the Antec Legend, which we have, it gets pallet deflection, but, but not that much. And then the bigger color machines... Um, they have pallet arm supports, which completely cuts down on the deflection. We don't have that one, but it's great. But anyway, again, I started to ramble, but just look for the thickest, burliest pallet arms you can find. Also, Vastex, their green machine. I don't know what model it is, but the dark green one has huge pallet arms. That thing ain't going to get no pallet deflection. Another good press. It's cool. Uh, and then you also may want to look for a manual press that has like a slider capability because it seems to, in my opinion, the M&R bracket style is the most universal. And so if you just stick with M&R, no matter which way you go, you'll always be able to utilize your pallets because pallets are a big investment as well. Uh, and I just don't buy wood. I just buy all aluminum pallets that have the M&R slider on them. So keep that in mind too. You may just want to stick with an M&R slider style. Yeah, that, but yeah, just like Jason says, Vastex is dope. Bunch of good stuff. Uh, thank you for the question, Luis A. Perez. You guys check him out on YouTube. Jason and what's up, man? CTG Video Tutorials. What's up, dude? How are you? It's funny, I keep wanting to look at the microphone instead of the camera lens. It is hard to get good help and to keep them motivated. Okay, so Nolan Carter. Is it hard to get good help and to keep them motivated? 
That seems to be one of my biggest struggles or to get them to create the best product possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. It is. But can you blame them? I mean, you know, everybody, if you're not in the industry, you might look at a screen printing shop and go, damn, that looks dope. It looks easy. But at the end of the day, it's very similar to digging a ditch. So it's extremely labor intensive. And because of the nature of our industry, we can't pay them a lot. So you're looking for people. I mean, I think, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard. There's just no way around it. I think the biggest thing is to find, like, if you're looking for someone to be a manual printer, you just want somebody that's motivated by other things. And what what I do is, like, if you work here, you can print all your own stuff. I'll sell you the shirts at wholesale. You can use the, in off hours, you can use the press to your heart's content, which brings a lot of, like, young kids that have bands and shit like that. So, you can offer them some kind of incentive beyond just money, right? Because you know we can't pay a lot on the press until they get to a certain level. So in that area, you got to incentivize them, and then you're just going to have a turnover until you find the right one. When it comes to management and stuff, I mean, I put Alex on it, and he's the first person I've ever put into like a, a lead management position, and he does seem to be working out so far so good, but you can't predict it. I mean, now that he has that on his resume, he, you know, he could bounce – uh, and, and like anybody, there's things that I wish he did differently, but what we try to do is nobody's perfect and no one's going to work as hard as you, but what him and I try to do is just keep an open dialogue or I try to keep an open dialogue with him. And if I do have an issue, we just work one thing at a time, just pick the thing that that's, that you're having a problem with and then work on that. But I'll tell you this, man, I bet you, even if you hired a, someone for a hundred K a year that had a huge resume, they're going to be a pain in the ass and they're not going to do things the way that you would do it. You know what I mean? So, so just keep an open dialogue. Uh, understand that these people, that the people you hire are, they're not, they're not pulling 70, 80 grand a year. So, so uh, you got to incentivize them in other ways. Another thing that I do like for, for Alex, which does seem to help is I give them a percentage of the commission on the net at the end of the, at the end of the month. So that kind of pushes him to really care about sales and shit like that. Right. And just like any salesperson. Anyway, hopefully that answered your question. Thank you, Nolan Carter, for the question. You guys check him out. Uh, oh, you know what? Biggest struggles or to get them to create the best product possible. I didn't answer that part of your question, but it all comes down to the same thing. They just you're, you're looking for somebody that takes the graphics world seriously, and yeah, they're hard to find. They are shit. I don't. I, I can't really put it any other way. It's difficult to find them, but they're out there. And like, I'm lucky right now to have that, but. You never know. When we have to start looking for more people, it'll be difficult. I'm aware of it. Uh, CTGV, seen my first live screen printing event in Chicago. Yeah, dude, they're starting to poke up everywhere. It's not going to last much longer. It was fun while it lasted, but I think uh, it's ha it's already in its heyday. Uh, thanks for the question. And then I've been fall. Hey, Uncle, if my mom is cool with it, can I? can we come to the shop? Yeah, you guys can. When? Like tonight? Not tonight. I won't be here much longer. Getaway Moto. Thanks, man. Huge fan. Look forward to some more bids. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jason. Fanboy. I agree with 100% agree with you. Title, LOL. Jason is my workhorse. Oh, yeah, Jason. I forgot about the workhorse. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Do they have really thick pallet arms? To me, that's like the most important thing is the pallet arm because pallet deflection will drive you crazy, especially when you're printing like big white graphics that have like heavy ink and because the palette's going to deflect and then you have all kinds of other problems 
By the way, I was on Twitch for a while and made a good following around 12K margin and some good advice here is babbling is the best thing you can ever do on a live stream. No shit. So just, well, I babble. I mean, babbling is something I do in spades. So if babbling is what you like, I got you covered. Keep coming back. And if everyone's cool with me babbling, I'll just go. I'll just go. But I do kind of want to keep it on track and, you know, keep things moving. It can give viewer insights into your personality and personal life. Cool. Thanks. Thank you for the input very much. I appreciate it. Colby. Co underscore LBY. Thank you. Thank you for answering my question. Really helpful. You guys keep the questions coming because I want to I wanna run this for at least another 20 minutes if possible. So shoot me anything. It doesn't just got to be about printing. Uh, Pine Beach Inc. Uh, if anybody just tuned in, thank you for tuning in to the Print Life Live. We're in the Q&A segment of our video, but be sure once this feed is over to go back and check out the beginning. I got an interesting format that I'm really going to try to run with, and I'd like all the input I can get from you wonderful people who are taking the time out of your day to watch my feed. I can't believe that. It's so amazing that you're willing to do that. Awesome. So cool. By the way, how is the stream going? Is it staying up? It's not doing any glitchiness or anything like that? Okay, two wheel, Q&A. Awesome, okay. Pine Beach Incorporated says, awesome videos, man. Keep up the good work. Uh, and then this is his statement. Anything from M&R is what we trust. We've had ours for 15 years and runs just as smooth as the day we got it. Yeah, you know, and we're not we're not a contract a contract printer. We don't run any automatics. Uh, I do know that we have a Sidewinder. And, I mean, personally, the guys in the shop prefer the Antec Legend to the Sidewinder. But the Sidewinder is sick. I like the Sidewinder a lot. I really like it. But... They, they, the guys in the shop prefer the Antec Legend. It's weird, right? Every printer has their preference. Uh, 2L Clothing, again. Thank you for another question, my friend. Q&A. How much percentage of your business customers come from online to local to word of mouth? Excuse me. I need to take a... For anybody who's watching. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Q&A. So... It is a good question, man. I know that the last couple of years we had a really big word of mouth following. We were really I a lot of business was coming in from word of mouth, but my business has been built off of the website. I started building the website uh, almost two years before I even opened the doors to this business. The second I knew I was going to start a screen printing shop, I was I already was building the website. By the time I launched. I launched this site because the site was already sending me calls, basically. So, so the web is where it's at. Uh, but at this day and age, man, the competition is so fierce, and like all the SEO is getting, everybody's really dialing it in. So it's, the competition is just goddamn fierce online. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know where to go from here either. But I would say that for your local area, you can you can show up on the front page of Google with some clever SEO, look into SEO, uh, get yourself a WordPress site built, and you'll be you'll be on your way. The internet's where you get your customers, man. The phone book is dead, and then all of those customers, if we did a good job, would then spread it by word of mouth. But even to this day, it's mainly the internet, and then repeat business. Repeat business is freaking huge, man. If you get a good customer and they like you. Uh, the repeat business is where it's at. So I would say 
that for each customer you get, you should cultivate them. They're more important than the next new customer because they will keep coming back most of the time. But you do have to learn how to realize the, the frequent buyers versus the bullshitters because everyone says that they're going to come back. Anyway, I hope that answered your question, brother. Uh, I'm doing my best here. I'm trying to st trying to keep my, my brain in line. It tends to move around a little bit. Uproar. Hell yeah, I made it in after class. Uproar, thank you for coming back, my friend. Uh, what is a good time to go live, guys? I'll leave it in the chat. Are you guys off work right now? Are you home? Where are you? I'd like to know the ideal time to go live. I can go way earlier at like 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6, 7 I'll go as all the way up to like nine. I don't want to go live any later than nine. But let me know in the chat what the best time for you is, and I'll I'll, I'll adjust accordingly. Uh, anyone, if you're new, welcome to the Print Life Live. We are in the Q and A segment of the live feed. Thank you for tuning in. You're awesome. And shoot me your questions in the chat, and I'm answering them. Nah, they're screen printing questions, but you can ask me any kind of questions you want. All right. Ah, uh, farm boy, hello, uproar. No, definitely up to print with you sometimes. Still got deals for streetwear startups. Soon as comes my website, if you want. Okay, foodie for friends. He's shouting his website. It's uh, seanclothing.com. So everybody, go check out his website. See what he's up to. Give him some love. And then foodie friends, also check him out on YouTube. You got a channel, foodie friends? I'll check you out later. Roberto Reyes, why there is no pallets made in metal? There are. Uh, actually, I got to Okay. They, all the big press manufacturers make them in metal. But if you need to buy stuff for like a custom kind of press, like a Vastex or, or a, some just random shit, you're going to look for this brand. This is the company right here. Can you see this? actionengineering.com they got all the aluminum pallets you could want for any kind of press any kind of bracket go to actionengineering.com again i'm not paid by them i got you know what when my following gets a little bit higher man i'm gonna be looking for some serious sponsorship from all these suppliers everybody share all this shit on your social get that thing going big and then that way i can actually start maybe pulling some sponsorship money or something okay roberto yeah so there are there are pallets made in aluminum. You just go to actionengineering.com. They'll take care of you. They are expensive. They're freaking expensive. Like starting at $200 and they go up from there. A piece. Woohoo! Anyway. Roberto Rose looks great. Thanks, man. Stream is good. No lag. Awesome. It's good to hear. Okay, here we go. Co underscore LBY on YouTube. Check it out. He says, if there's something from your youth you would do differently or not do at all, what would it be? Ah, uh, right now I already know, man. I would have, granted, I wouldn't change a thing because my life's simple. It's really, it's super chill. But I would have picked one enterprise and stuck with it. So, actually, dude, I kind of did and I wasn't able to make it work. So, at the end of the day, dude, timing is everything and your experiences lead you into the next thing there's just real, there's no other way about it. And like, I think that if I had chosen to do something differently, then I wouldn't have been on the track I'm at now. And I'm 35 now. And like, I'm the most confident I've ever been in my life. I'm super chill. I'm super laid back. Everything is good. So I wouldn't change a thing, man. But I would say that if you have a love for a particular thing right now, do some soul searching, 
take six months and just really decide if you love it. If you love it, dedicate the rest of your life to it and just take take no goddamn prisoners. Now, this is where I, where I would have maybe done something differently because video production was a huge interest of mine since high school. But I could not, for the life of me in my younger years, get the cash together to actually start buying equipment. I probably would be a videographer right now. I would have had a YouTube channel 10 years ago. I mean, I would have been on a whole different path had I done it the way that I initially wanted to. So if you find a passion and you love it, be willing to do whatever it takes to acquire whatever it is you need short of theft. Don't do anything that will land you in jail. Don't slang drugs, but... Anything like that. Work three jobs. Fucking, I mean, beg your parents and anyone in your family for cash. Start finding ways to acquire capital and then just invest everything you have in that passion. Because the earlier you can get started, the better. But just do some soul searching. Find the thing that you love and make sure you love it before you, before you commit. But then once you make that decision to commit, dude, like put everything you got into it and give it a solid five, 10 years. And then at the end of the 10 years, if it's just not working out, then maybe you reevaluate. But, but life is short and you just need to follow your passions. So that's what I would have done from the beginning. And looking back on it, I could have worked a little bit harder when I was young and probably figured out the whole videography thing. So, but then again, it would be different. Anyway, uh, if anyone's just tuning in, I'm, we're on the Q&A segment of this live stream. So throw me your questions in the live chat feed and I will try to get to them. Colby, thank you for your question. Jason, saw your saw you use a T-square on your exposure table. Let me scroll this down here. Okay, this is from Jason Hadfield. Saw you use a T-square on your exposure table on a video. Was that random or is that something you can explain here or on a later video? Yeah, I, I think I have explained it in a like a, a Q&A once, like a, another one in one of the vlogs, but... We use our exposure unit as a pre-registration table. So we have everything kind of lined out. Like uh, we know that if we want the top of the art to be 2.5 inches down from the collar, we can set the top of the film right here. So we just, we basically just have a pre-registration system set up. Uh, it is kind of hard to explain. I'll do, yeah, you know what? I'll do a video about it at some point. Remind me a few videos from now to, to just remind me and I'll, I'll make sure to do a video on it. But yeah, it, it, to me, it's the easiest, most efficient way to do it. But everybody has a different dude. Like I, you know, I used to do the thing where you goddamn pull the T-square out and you're taping the film on the screen, and it's just like it's slow. It's just not fast enough. And if anything gets messed up, I don't know. Yeah, I just prefer doing it the way we do it. But each shop is different, man. Uh, Jason M's workhorse mock has a beefy arms and arm supports as well. Literally a tank. Oh, that's cool. You were able to sit 160 pounds on it with no pallet deflection, then that's a winner in my opinion. I used to I used to print on the old workhorse. I can't remember the model, but they are. They're good. Do you do any one-offs? Okay, this question is from CTG Video Tutorials. Do you do any one-offs? No. We are. I'm trying to figure out a way to do it because I want to. I want to get into 12 pieces and under range. I hate direct-to-garment printing right now. However, I am strongly considering getting one. But again, like with anything, man, I'm trying to be a smart businessman now, and which I never was and never have been up to this point. So I'm really trying to do market research and do projections of how much and how many I would actually have to do to pay that kind of thing off. I'm actually considering a direct-to-garment printer over an automatic, though, at the moment. So 
that's a tidbit of information for you. Uh, gotta find a niche and a hammer and hammer it. Farm board graphics, that is correct. Find a niche and hammer it. That's what we did. I mean, we went right down the throat of the streetwear industry when I started. Like that was my whole niche. That's who I marketed towards. Now the streetwear game has changed. It's more to the cut and sew game. The the print side of the streetwear game isn't very strong right now, man. Like if you're gonna be relevant in the streetwear market now. It's more about like high end cut and sew shit. So, you know, that that's already a hard that's it's already gotten harder to enter into that game than ever before. And then I, like speaking of which, man, like I don't do a lot of fashion shit, but I'm super into fashion and one of the that illest goddamn illest thing I've seen lately is this techwear game. If any of you are familiar with techwear, check it out. Uh, you can check the main the pioneer of it is a company called Acronym. Check out their YouTube lookbook. Their shit is sick. I'm strongly considering changing. I'm doing a style change, man. I've never really been much about staying up on current trends, but that techwear game is tight. Should check it out. Techwear. I'm strongly considering it. Got to find a niche in uh, Flex McKenzie uh, uproar. I'm waiting for your next video. Yeah, Flex. I've uh, I've just taken a little bit of time off from the tutorials and from the vlogs. Just to reset, man. Like I've I've done 90 videos, like, and I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lot. It's it's a lot of work. The vlogs are a lot of work, so I'm just taking a little bit of time, but I'll be back. I love making the vlogs. Don't love making the tutorials, but the vlogging I love, and the tutorials are necessary, so I will keep making them. Um, Farm boy graphics. Oh yeah, what's up, everybody? Two wheel. You are great on the videos from Two Wheel. Thanks, man. You like the Casey Neistat of screen printing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, dude, I didn't know jack shit about vlogging. I didn't know anything about YouTube. I had completely given up on videography, and that was last year. The only time I ever used YouTube was for research on how to do something. That was I didn't understand what was going on in YouTube. But somehow, I think it was in GQ, I, they told me about this Casey Neistat, and for some weird reason, I didn't know why, but I looked into him. I didn't know what he was all about, and I saw the shit he was doing. And the sec, like one second in, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like his style reminds me of the skateboarding industry, right? Like it's what skate the skate. That's how we edited back in the day. It was real chopped and screwed. It was kind of punk in nature. And I just looked at it and I went, "Now, if this is a thing, this is something I can do." And I knew I could do it. So I just like kind of went balls to the wall in the video game. And I haven't looked back. But I will say, Mr. Casey doing the daily vlogs the way he did for as long as he did it is like superhuman, man. Because doing a vlog a day on that level with that much editing and those that many angles is like, it's hard. So anytime you watch one of my vlogs, please know that that was like shot from the moment I woke up till about 2 a.m. That's how long it takes to make a daily vlog with that many cuts and that many angles and, and that much going on. But yes, Casey is my inspiration. He's really the only vlogger I knew about or I've ever heard about. But when I saw his shit, I was like, that's, I can do that. And, and then I looked into YouTube further and I realized how good of a marketing tool it was. And it's, the rest is history. Create on videos. Hey, Flex, what's up? Been watching his videos. Good, good, good. Yes, and I already do. Want to be like everyone in here when I grow up. Uproar, you can be, dude. Just do your own thing. Just decide if you love it and then go for it. Yeah, videos like that is work. They are, man. They're work. Anyway, guys, uh, it looks like everyone's tuned out. No more questions are coming through the feed. So let me get through all this shit here. I, I wrote down my exit thing. 
So I'm going to kind of do a script game thing right now, okay? So we're going to say, okay, print fam, thank you for tuning in to my first ever live feed. I hope that it wasn't too painful for you because it hurt like hell for me. Anyway, you're going to tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Unless that might change. I'm not committed to 6 p.m. You guys let me know in the chat what time works best for you and I'll, I'll make a judgment call. Um, we're going to do Q and A's. I'm going to do news and then I'm going to talk about whatever the hell else I want to talk about. In the meantime, if you just tuned in, hit like, and then go hit subscribe. And then you're going to hit the bell so that you're notified when I upload. And finally, this is the most important for all you guys, man, that are tuning in and, and just doing my shit. Share my content, man. Share my vlogs, please. Cause this, cause to keep going forward with this, I got to get some kind of momentum on social media. So share everything. Uh, if you have any input, let me know. Other than that, you guys are amazing, my print fam. And we'll see you next Wednesday at uh, 6 p.m. as of right now, but that might change. Just look on you. You look somewhere. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Also, head to Instagram. Search Cam Irvin and uh, follow me there as well. I've been doing a lot of Instagram stories. I've been doing like really hardcore edits with that instead of vlogging. So there's a lot going on, guys. You're dope as shit. See you guys next Wednesday. And I'll also be doing some vlogs next week as well and some tutorials. So more content coming soon. Later, guys. Holy shit. That was exhausting. Fun though. What do we do? We made it 49 minutes live. I'll take it. Man, there's a lot of good questions in there. That shit was fun.